Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Elizabeth, to Aileen, to John. Hi there. Kathy. Good morning. We are so glad you are here this morning on the verge of the solstice. We welcome you. Come in and get settled. Find something warm for your feet. Good morning, all. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Other people who are just getting themselves comfortable. Kathleen. Today is a good day for hot cider or tea. Good morning, everyone. Hello. No, Please don't you? Good morning, Mary Jane. Morning. Morning. Good morning, Lori. Hi, Jim. Hi, Hey, Dennis. Morning, Susan. Hi, Brenda. Good morning. Hi, I'm going to mute everybody here. Hi, Bob. Hey, Lynn. The words calling us to worship this morning come from Sherry Woodbury. Out of the din of the city, Away from the noise of the crowds, we come. To rest in this moment. In this place. Set apart from the never-ending to-do list. Embracing the seventh day, a day of rest. We come to the warmth and stillness. Of this sacred hour. Remember, you have chosen to be here now. Something in your life led you to arrive here now. Whatever tasks or cares you await you, now for this brief time, simply rest. Allow your soul to be nurtured. Let the waves in your mind and heart gradually subside. As you come home to yourself, holy and whole, come, let us worship together. We acknowledge that the land we gather on as a congregation where we live, work, and play was not freely given to us. We are gathered on the ancestral land of the Nuchu, Apache, Pueblos, Hopi, Zuni, and Diné Nation. This was also a site of trade, gathering, and healing for other Native tribes. 
We recognize the indigenous peoples as original stewards of this land. As these words are spoken and heard, the ties nations have to their ancestral homelands are renewed and reaffirmed. We acknowledge that our use of and benefit from this land came at a dire cost to native nations and people whose land we now inhabit. I am Katie Kandarian Morris, the minister of the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Durango. I'm so grateful to be creating community with you today, a congregation of beautiful, caring, and justice-striving people. In this difficult year especially, it is a balm simply being together, responding to the world's brokenness with hope and our liberal religious values. Unitarian Universalists have radical roots and a history as self-motivated spiritual people. We think for ourselves and recognize that life experience influences our beliefs more than anything. We gather in the spirit of covenant. As we worship, defined as shaping things of worth, we create community, offering opportunities for transformation let us be reminded of the many ways that that may happen. And now it is the fourth Sunday of Advent. On the first Sunday of Advent, we lit a candle for hope. And the second Sunday, we lit a candle for peace on earth. The third week of Advent, we lit a candle for love. Our fourth week, we light a candle of joy. Joy not just for any simple cheer, but the experience of joy that cannot be contained. Advent asks us to proclaim our gladness as a gift to the world, even when sorrow and uncertainty abound. May we share our hearts through our words, our music, and the way we live our lives. Let the fullness of our joy lead to more freedom. Author Sharon Blackie recently posted an image of a bare tree silhouetted against a cold winter's dawn. Along with that, she learned from this tree, and I invite you into a quiet, reflective time with her words in this winter meditation. So here she is, my soulmate, the entwife, the old lady tree, in all her paired back winter glory, presiding over a frosty dawn valley accompanied by the waning moon. This is how I first saw her at the top of one of our fields. She is a rowan, though you never would have known it then. More whole than tree, though you can't see the holes from this angle. And I thought she was more dead than alive. Now, the memory of her green summer skirts and bright autumn berries give me hope. We all have our winter times. We're supposed to. 
the difficult and dark days, the fallow periods, the times between stories, when disillusion seems inevitable and death feels all too possible. We're built for those cycles and seasons though. It's part of this embodied life. The trick is not to fight them, to become like other plants and animals who inhabit this beautiful animate earth alongside us, to grow our wintering coats, to commit whatever remarkable acts of metamorphosis we need to get through. This is a time to allow ourselves, like my beautiful wife, to be stripped down to the bare bones and to marvel at the simple, stark beauty which might be revealed. May we enter into silence for just a moment. May it be so. Blessed be. For many of us, 2020 has been a most challenging year. With COVID-19 isolation separating us from family and friends, with businesses struggling to survive and many people laid off, with racial tensions, and to top it off, we had a particularly divisive election and a president trying to subvert the peaceful transfer of power for the first time in history. It's all been a bit wearing. And like many, I'm tired. I'm just tired, longing to simply rest. Now, the northern hemisphere of our planet has tilted as far away as it will from the sun, such that we are in the darkest days of winter, solstice. As Sharon Blackie says, we all have our winter times. Time Magazine calls this the COVID winter, citing that the hardest months of this pandemic are yet to come. And sadly, they're probably right. While coming vaccines offer a sense of renewed hope, there will still be challenging days ahead. We miss seeing friends on Noel night and we won't even have snow down 2021 to alleviate the cabin fever and snowy of the snowy days. This winter solstice is like no other. When we might otherwise be out celebrating in reverie with family and friends, 
we instead may find ourselves buttoned up in our homes, some of us caring for those who have fallen ill, others of us grieving those we have lost. Or we may be anxious about what may yet come. Acknowledging our humanity, psychotherapist Dorothy Wallace says, harsh realities can obliterate the sense of wonder and delight. Fear can creep in and drag you down into a well of negativity. Life is imperfect. There is grief, loss, illness. And it's especially discouraging when you feel hopeless and powerless to do anything about it. What can pull you out of the abyss? You start with one small moment of acceptance. Perhaps this, these quiet months of winter can help us find greater acceptance and offer an ideal time for deeper reflection, a respite of sorts. According to Merriam-Webster, respite means an interval of rest or relief. Respite traces from the Latin term respectus, which comes from a verb meaning to turn around, to look at or regard. Similarly, we may hold Sabbath, a day of rest, reflection and prayer. Often, Life's difficult moments require a soulful re reflection space for adequate processing. Soulcraft author Bill Plotkin says, the soul is like a timid wild animal, shy, waiting for a moment it can trust. The soul awaits our quiet invitation, waiting for a moment when we can hold a solid block of time allowing enough quiet so that our soul might enter into dialogue and trust it will be heard. The soul not only wants us to hear, but it also wants us to act, to be the change we wish to see, as Gandhi so eloquently phrased. In these darker, challenging months, we might ask spirit, God, or our higher self, what do you want of me? What will you have me do? Often during trying times, we need to consciously work to steer our disposition toward a more positive attitude, overcoming our evolutionary propensity to pay attention to negativity. It helps to foster mindful attention and intention to reach for the light. Might intentional strengthening of our memories of a hug from loved ones bring us hope of holding them again? Might initial distribution of a vaccine be a dawning light on the horizon to remind us there is an eventual end to this dark tunnel? Meanwhile, to practice positive self-care as well as compassion and kindness toward ourselves and others we might brighten all our days. It literally takes a village to get through a pandemic. Through these coming weeks, let's offer bits of life, light and life to one another to get through these dark times. 
we know that to act with kindness also benefits ourselves. Research clearly shows that offering kindness and kind-heartedness to others results in many more benefits for the giver, increasing our positive emotions and enhancing our health, contentment, and optimism. Kindness can be a simple act, maybe sending a thoughtful card or letter, sharing a conversation on a walk, maybe dropping off a special favorite book, or perhaps sending a bouquet of flowers. One recent November day, I thought to support a local restaurant for lunch. I decided to grab a quick salad and sit by the river to enjoy it. But then I thought of Kina, who runs a little bookstore near the river. So before ordering, I called her up and said, would you like to join me for an impromptu picnic lunch in her mini garden? So I brought her a salad and we both enjoyed a lovely connection. Later, she said she was so very grateful for that simple act. In another recent conversation with a client whom I shall name Tony, he told me of his effort to help a friend move from basalt to salida. Because of this move, Tony's friend was able to find work at an area grocery store and is now making a decent living. But when Tony was helping with the move, there on the counter, he saw a loaded gun with a note, including a phone number of the friend's sister. Shocked, Tony removed the bullets and went on to help his friend move. Then later, his friend told him, you saved my life. You were the last person on my list to call and you came and you helped. Thank you. We may never know how much that one act might turn around a life. How a troubled soul may pivot to a better place with the gentle light of kindness shown by a friend. Like a sure star, illuminating a chilly dark night, guiding one to a brighter future. Martin Luther King once said, only when it's dark enough can you see the stars. We can be like sure stars shining by consciously engaging in mutual caring, offering solace and respite, being a listening ear, and when possible, bringing warmth and light both to ourselves and to others. Like Saturn and Jupiter converging in our Western skies this solstice, together may we create a deeper, brighter star shining down upon these darker days, like a holy star its vigil keeping, guiding us all on our way through these darkest days toward the hope of a warm green summer once again. Amen, namaste, and blessed be. <laughs>